and welcome to the Caring Congregation podcast, where we seek to educate and equip pastors and congregational care ministers to develop and implement congregational care ministry and to provide ongoing training and resources to existing care ministries. I'm Reverend Joy Dister Dominguez, and on today's episode, we have the entire national team together including Reverend Karen Lampe, Reverend Laura Berg, Reverend Melissa Collier-Gepford, Reverend Monica Childers, and Mary Haynes. Last week, our national team met together prior to the Church of the Resurrection's Leadership Institute. And as we got together for dinner, we thought, hey, let's record a podcast for our listeners. We reflected on the first two seasons of our podcasts, as well as what it's like to be team members. And we are so passionate about congregational care ministry, and we share why we love this model of care and why we love being in care together and for our communities. We hope that you enjoy this uncut bonus episode where we laugh quite a bit. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy! wrap up season two of our podcast and move on to season three uh, what was your favorite part about season one and two what did you enjoy recording what did you learn uh, what did you what did you think you know for me it was just um being able to listen to the stories that you all told mm-hmm. of your lives and how um i mean there was time and again just it would bring me to tears because I would hear new things that even though as many times as we've told our stories to each other there would be new things and and even this evening as we are sitting out here and we're remembering the impact of since 2018 and 19 and 20 now 21 the impact of these years how our stories, our lives have just had so many twists and turns and how grateful we are for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had each other in a in this group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a gift. I agree. I really appreciated the the power of story, you know, two or three, epi- three episodes. Laura, you and I discussed the stories the true stories about ourselves, but then also the, the, the untrue stories that we tell ourselves and that we believe about ourselves. And that was so powerful to talk about the impact of, of story and, and how it intersects with our lives and what we say um, to ourselves and what we believe. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, recording with you, Joy, uh, specifically about metaphorical deaths. Yeah. The little deaths in little life deaths yeah. and um, deconstruction. Yeah. And I feel like you and I really got kind of fired yeah. up about that. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about that for a really for sure. long time, multiple episodes. And I think anytime, for me, anytime we're recording an episode and we get passionate about something, that's what mm-hmm. I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I appreciate that through every single episode, you guys would say something and it would spark like another thought and Mm -hmm. (laughs) so many times we get to like 30 minutes and we got to wrap but it's like we could do a whole nother episode and sometimes we would be done recording and then we would keep talking we're like we should have recorded recorded (laughs) yeah Um, but I think we just have such um great camaraderie as a team Mm -hmm. and 
it's just so much fun to learn from one another and hear each other's stories and mm-hmm. um, how we bring up scripture and how scripture plays a role into what we're dealing with, how we are caring for one another, how we're teaching care in, the, in our congregations. And so I love that interpretation and, and how that impacts us yeah. differently. I love the stories um, as well. I think it was a, a part. And I'm sitting here thinking back on the, the time when, Joy, you were asking me these questions and listening to um, <clears throat> Laura and Melissa as well. And the power of what was happening was, in retrospect, is beautiful. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like sitting at the table. Yeah. Um, and, and having that conversation, even though we weren't right with each other. It was like being at the table present mm-hmm. and it was really cool to kind of reflect back on that because things came out that we weren't really sure probably we were going to say I know for yeah. me I, I wasn't wasn't planned out Joy you asked me questions off the fly and it was it was like popcorn and I thought whoa she's asking me some pretty deep questions and but it was very revealing self-revealing mm-hmm. to me so it was really good mm-hmm. and what you said Monica about being at the table I think we ought to state clearly that this is the first time we as a team (laughs) have been together Mm -hmm. ever. At a table. At a table. At a table. (laughs) Right, right. And it's COVID Mm -hmm. and we're outside. If they hear the crickets or the cicadas. (laughs) um, And we're fully vaccinated. And we're fully vaccinated. Yes, Yes. that's important. um, Some have had (laughs) the dastardly disease too. Yeah. Along with getting that immunization. Well, but I think what we teach for congregational care, like we actually live it. Mm-hmm. We care for one another as well. Right. And so I think that's why it comes so naturally for all of us um, because we're so passionate about it, but we also live what we teach. Well, and that's actually what I was going to say, I think, um, for our listeners. Uh, you know, when we all first came together, we didn't know each other. And it, and it took a lot of uh, Zoom meetings, you know, as we talked about our training and what each of our roles would be. Um, it took a while for us to build the relationship where we trusted one another and we listened well, could listen well to one another and respect that we're not all on the same page with our theology. Mm-hmm. Our lives have different different. Uh, places of beginnings and our life's experiences mm-hmm. um, are different and yet I think what we encountered even though this is the first time we are person to person as a team I think what we encountered that technology allowed was for mm-hmm. us to connect and mm-hmm. to be vulnerable with with one another you know um, I think each one of us could represent a host of people listening who mm-hmm. could say and identify, you know what, I had a really wild um, experience like that too, or this year's been really hard on me mm-hmm. too, or I get the isolation sure. and the fear and the doubt mm-hmm. and the hopelessness and the feelings of despair. And so, I mean, out of all of the episodes combined, my, my hope is that people realize that as we practice congregational care ministry, the most important, valuable aspect of it to me is that we build community. Mm -hmm. 
it's, it's about the relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's allowed some of us to even go deeper, to dig really deep into some of those questions maybe we never asked ourselves, mm -hmm. but we felt safe, you know, sure. that we could do that here. So I love that, I think without our even realizing it, we were modeling what teamwork really is all about. Sure, absolutely. And one central thing we talk about in, in training and going through the, whether it's a webinar or in person, is the power of your story. Yeah. And what a, a better way for us to really kind of come together is to share our story. And, and that's what I thought was really rich. And I've seen, we've all seen that play out in, in churches with other people and how impactful that is. Mm -hmm. I also think that as a congregational care minister and the model that we teach, that the re when you select care ministers at your church, or even when all of you who are pastors right here at this table felt your call, it's probably because of our experiences mm -hmm. that brought you to that point. Mm -hmm. yeah. And because as a CCM and when you select CCMs, you want to pick people who had these life mm -hmm. experiences mm -hmm. that can minister and care for the people that are going through it. Yeah. Because you offer a beacon of hope because you've gotten out of that situation, you've seen the other side, and there, there was hope for a better mm -hmm, future. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes when you're down in the dirt, it's really hard to see that. And so that's what I love, you know, again, about the power of the story, is because I found so many connections with each one mm -hmm. of you. And yeah. if you listeners could see us, we're obviously <laughs> representing multiple generations here. We're not all the same age. But yet, there's so many similar stories. Like mm -hmm. Joy and I connected on mm -hmm. that, you know, a deep level about mm -hmm. when we were discussing the infertility mm -hmm. podcast and, and the divorce and things like that. And just every time that you hear somebody else's story, like I, I resonated with so many things that you said, Monica, in your story about that kid who you know was made fun of and had the handmade dress or something. Mm -hmm. It was like, mm -hmm. and I could relate to that because I was that little kid too. And so, you know, it's uh, everybody listening mm -hmm. can relate to some nugget from sure. these stories. Mm -hmm. And whether it's um, the power of your story or grief or divorce or um, the way we care for others or COVID. I mean, how many yeah. stories mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. we talk about mm -hmm. through that? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Well, and so we, we brought who we were to the team. Mm -hmm. But then also, as we've been together as a team, we've also been through so much as a team. That's We correct. had to be innovative. Um, we had to be <laughs> creative. Uh, we've we recorded. <laughs> we recorded how many podcasts that it wasn't actually recording? Oh, <laughs> Even no. tonight. Even tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. It didn't get recorded. No. I remember when we were doing our first webinar for Monica. Yeah. How patient she was. Because I was so, oh, that's right. I just kept going, can we practice one more time, one more time, and one more time. Sure, Karen. Yeah. We got and it. Sure, so city pig. Yeah, it was like four hours yeah. or something. I was like, <laughs> so, so for the listeners, we had our TCC team, the Caring Congregation. We changed up the routine. We were doing in-person seminars. COVID happened. We decided to do webinars. And Monica's church was the first time we had ever done a virtual <laughs> seminar. Yeah. And it was and we a well learning hurt. experience. Yeah. How do you do? But you know what? I mean, we had 87, 87 people um, online. Mm -hmm. And 16 of those were in person from 
from my local church. And it was, I still get feedback from that. Really? In fact, one lady um, that went online loved it so much, she went back. And, and now that church wants to do it That's in so person cool. because cool. They, they saw the value of yeah. having conversations with, with others in your church about yeah. the, the material. And so there is a richness in that. And so, um, which is good. I mean, well, and, and we've grown and, and it's just, it planted so many seeds. You know, Monica, at the end of the, um, I don't know if you would remember this, but at the end of the webinar for your church, all of a sudden there was some sort of microburst happening. I, it, lightning. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just about to out. say that. And it, I remember that. We lost it, you guys. It was like all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden, where did they go? Oh, no, and we were going, right. and we were learning on the fly. Mary and yeah. I were going, where did they go? Where did they go? <laughs> and, and of course you were gone. And then we find out after the fact, this yeah, well, we, had a, we had a really bad lightning storm and it ran into the lights and the power in, in that um, space. Um, in fact, they needed the, to be replaced, yeah. so now insurance replaced it. Right. Really Aaron, you but yeah, it right I mean, up. Was it during the commissioning service? It was right before the commissioning service. Yeah, it was right there yes. during right. all Yes, yeah. and you were supposed to read stuff. So one of us, I, wasn't it Karen? You just kind of picked it up, and we just continued yeah, it was like, to finish well, the whole yeah. thing. We're going to do it. I could see you guys, but you couldn't see us. That was the thing. I could actually see. Because you could say, I see there. I see they're not here, and I could see you, but you couldn't oh, see me because we had it plugged wow. into the system. In the system, wow. yeah, that's yeah, perfect story for COVID. Right, yeah. blame yeah. it on. COVID. Well, we can right. blame it on COVID, but I just think how cool it is that it was truly living out what we say in our training, which is one don't be nimble. Don't have all of those. I know. Right. Don't I set all that. those expectations <laughs> yeah. and key concept too. Trust the Holy lot. Spirit because mm -hmm. there are times when we find ourselves in a situation and we're just sure we know what's going to happen in a gathering or in a one-to-one -one conversation when we're caring for someone. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, another situation <laughs> pops right. up. Right. Sure. And we have to be ready. And yeah. not necessarily with the answers because right. I think right. most of the time... We're not there to give answers, you know, we're, we're there just to listen being willing. and be, yeah, absolutely, we'll just be think open and willing. That was July of 2020. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it set the pace for and opened the door for more webinars where we could be with more people mm -hmm. instead of it being in person right. where there's financial difficulties sometimes, the, the transportation of living so far away mm -hmm. for some. And so it opened the door to allow it for small churches of in all churches of mm -hmm, any mm -hmm, size mm -hmm. to be able to participate and learn and, and start implementing the this model mm -hmm. and then we rolled out the online courses mm -hmm. and then the podcast of course yeah. which you're listening to mm -hmm. now and so none of us if you asked any of us what a year and a half like, ago, yeah. like, yeah. can you right. imagine yourself doing a webinar or podcast never, or, or never. creating an online course? Mm -mm. I mean, no. where did that come from? Yeah, but, no. you know, we did yeah. it and we didn't do it all by ourselves. And we've loved yeah. doing it. We were talking yes. about this earlier yeah. about how much joy this has been. Yes. And just fun things that we've been able to to work on in the midst of a really difficult year. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it gave year me a lot of joy during COVID. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I think I heard our our pastor ask the question, you know, he did a survey, like how many of you have just been stressful and how, you know, COVID during COVID, has it been stressful or how do you feel? 
And I said, I said, you know, when I was looking at the questions, my answer was, I've never felt so close to God. Mm. And it's partly because I got so immersed into hearing all this training over and over and just, oh my gosh, it was just, I felt so close to God and all the worship videos that we found that just seemed to seamlessly fit the material. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was a lifeline Mm -hmm. for me. Well, and the other thing that's been really eye-opening for these first two seasons of the podcast is how many listeners we have all over the world. Yeah. So we have people in United Kingdom, South Africa, Israel. Where else? I mean, awesome places that we're just so it, we're so excited to for the for the pleasure of your time. Like I mean, it's truly like amazing that we can. And I think that's a really interesting. I'd be really interested to hear from those folks. Like, mm-hmm. what culturally fits in your mm-hmm. context and what doesn't, mm-hmm. right? So, like, clearly we're coming from a an American. Methodist perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So what is it about this structure, this process, the things that we're saying on the podcast? What are the, what are the things, the nuggets that hold true regardless of context? And what are the things that you've had to adapt? Like that would be super Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, surely they're adapting. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. imagine so. Are they're you? shrinking to fit. <laughs> okay, look, like I don't think I've never there is looked. certainly. So, for those of you who don't know, shrink to fit is the metaphor that we use for the congregational care ministry, and that's because Melissa's husband Bill wears shrink to fit <laughs> jeans, and no women's jean company would ever no. create a no. jean in which you have to buy <laughs> two sizes larger and then he walks around and then jeans? you like you soak them and then put them on and then let them shrink to your body no. and dry that's disgusting well and the metaphor <laughs> but the metaphor works the metaphor ways. works well that yeah. this this system of care can work in any size church. That's right. right. It really any right. size pair yeah. of jeans. Right. Yeah. Maybe right. Taylor is a better <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, good, but good question. Let us know your feedback. Yeah. yeah. Be, I mean, you guys have led in, in various denominations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Sure. And so it's where we're primarily coming from a Methodist bent. This is not a Methodist program. This is right. a a Jesus program, you know, this is right. about caring, about caring for um, in that model that Christ mm-hmm. cared for people. Exactly. So, exactly. And so it fits across the board. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There, there is give and take um, in the development and the organization as, you know, this next week I'll be doing one up in um, Nebraska for the Lutheran um Denomination, mostly Lutheran. There's also some MCCs and some Metro and some Methodists coming. Uh, but it's it's just real interesting hearing them fit it, adapt it for their mm-hmm. uh, deacons and how they're going to um, organize this. And and that's the beauty of it is just going um, and giving them that permission to adapt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's the word for adapt. COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Adapt. adapt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nimble. Adapt. Mm. Innovate. 
Yeah, but the one and thing grief, that we all guys, have in common you know, is caring. Our station's on grief. Yeah. I think we could, there's just so much that, mm -hmm. so much loss that's happened during yeah. these years that it <laughs> seems to be a... Yeah, and I think because we're in the middle of it, we're still learning. We're yeah. still learning ourselves how to navigate that. And so I think if you fast forward, you know, where do we see ourselves in three, four, five years? Um, how we look back mm -hmm. um, and how we're going to be able to process it in a different way and have different insight knowing that um, there'll be some other big event that will have mm -hmm. to use what we've learned in COVID and apply it, you know, are we more courageous, are we more nimble, are we more creative, right. you know, more resourceful. And so how, what we're learning now, how will we apply that to anything future? Right. Like, how do we get this um, into spaces that have yet to be explored? You know, I mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes there's a certain niche that any organization can get into, and yet to fully live out a vision, mm -hmm. it, it takes a whole lot of good brains mm -hmm. at the table and everybody going, ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what you just said? Or mm -hmm. let's let's expand that mm -hmm. a little bit. Let's mm -hmm. think about that. And that's what's happened for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all, um, Laura, you'll be doing a boundaries training next week. And it just seems like when a church hears a certain voice and they heard your voice talking about boundaries somehow, Laura, on one of our webinars, it resonated deeply. And they said, we love what she said. And so for all of us to applaud mm -hmm, mm -hmm, when yeah. each one has an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy, you mentioned, you know, in the future being able to look back, it makes me think of like really kind of going back to the power of story. I think about Walter Brueggemann's work with the Old Testament and evangelism. He talks about what they do over and over again is tell the story of who they are during difficult times, during times mm. that are monumental. And so what does it look like for us collectively? Like, I think it's super important for us as individuals to process our grief and our trauma during this time and, and beyond, like after mm -hmm, it too, mm -hmm. like we're still a traumatized people. And I think there's something to be said specifically for like communal grief and trauma processing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I think church spaces really have an opportunity to lean into. There was an article recently published by Ministry Architects. It was titled, They're Not Coming Back. And it was really provocative. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, saying like, you know, we've been telling these incorrect and untrue stories for a long time as the church. We're saying, oh, these young people, they'll come back when they graduate college. Well, they didn't come back. Okay, well, they'll come back when they get married. Well, they're, they're not back. Well, they'll come back when they have kids and you know, it, it's just not happening. So, so let's get real with the stories that we tell ourselves, mm -hmm. and only in the process of us being real about these stories, being true and true to ourselves, and and telling truth about our current situation, can we really move forward? And so, mm -hmm. I think that that's really important when we talk about unpacking trauma. We need to tell the truth about it, that sure. we are a traumatized people and yeah. that we have lost and we do have grief. And there are 
quite literally physical things that happen in our body when we hold trauma, when we hold grief. And I think about the metaphor of us as the body of Christ too. So like, what are the things that we as the body of Christ need to do to process this mm-hmm. trauma and to get it out of our system mm-hmm. so that we can be healthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that if, like, we got to address it. We can't mm-hmm. move forward. Mm-hmm. We can't be adaptive. We can't mm-hmm. be innovative or entrepreneurial or sure. creative unless we deal with the trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until we do, we're going to continue to be hurt people who hurt people. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. continue to have systemic racism and oppression in our churches we're going to continue to adopt white supremacist ideologies even even if we're thinking that we're not right and so like what does it look like for us to really truly tell the tell the truth about ourselves to each other that's what i think is so Mm -hmm. powerful about community Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah like what what does that even look like Mm -hmm. right and how do we so what i'm hearing too is then that great need for the church and and maybe how, how does TCC help you know in our in our training uh, understand the value the necessity mm-hmm. of the confessional mm. component to to the body of Christ it's it's a necessary um, process Mm -hmm. in order to get to that place you know Mm -hmm. um you know in in our sessions we talk about owning our story and part of that owning it is is to to be able to say you know wow i i i feel bad about some of the theology that i've shared that ended up causing harm or the way i've lived it that's caused harm and and so i'm I'm excited about the future of where we go with this and how we also are the body of Christ in the community. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if the fact is they're not coming to church as we've known it, you know, church won't be as we've always done it, mm-hmm. then, then what is it? What right. does it look mm-hmm. like? And, and does that mean we, we, we take what we know and what we love but we learn to apply the principles of our model of care mm-hmm. and and adapt it in places in the community mm-hmm. and what would that look like you know yeah. um i'm i'm all about getting beyond the walls mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah we so have to. Yep. yeah so I, I would i think it'd be really cool if we could get feedback from our listeners on how maybe they're doing that right. you know um they're dealing with the same frustrations we are and the same questions we're asking of ourselves. You know, where where do they see this model of care, you know, um, lived out in the community? Um, yeah. You know, one thing that has been consistent in doing, recently in doing seminars, again, in person where people are socially distancing wearing their mask, limiting the number and all such things is trying to to do it in a careful manner of caring for each other as we're doing these again in-person seminars but the over and again the hunger that I see is let's talk about mental health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People are you begin that conversation and it's like you can hear a pin drop Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. 
everyone is all of a sudden going, this has affected me in mm -hmm. ways mm -hmm. that, and they're opening up about it. You know, mm -hmm. at, at um, as a socially distanced lunch table, they'll be saying, you know, this is something I have never experienced in my life, to be so alone. Um, single people who are mm -hmm. um, trying to figure out how to navigate the loneliness and the anxiety that they feel. So the conversation to me just keeps evolving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it mm -hmm. cannot, we cannot, um, I should say, we must hear how it's evolving and address it. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a lot of prayer to, for us as we navigate this, as we see things, be in prayer. How, how do we, how do we enrich the, the model? How do we continue to shape and form new ways of, you know, especially with mental illness, you know, and I, and I share with Laura today that, you know, I've had, someone come up that really wants care um, but the care is really excessive you know because they because of the mental illness they deal with and so there's the boundaries issues we talk mm -hmm. about but yet there's this care this compassion you want to help this person so how do we do that yeah you know and without mm -hmm. harming right. mm -hmm. or overstepping boundaries that we've right. set mm -hmm. and I think there's a fine line so I agree I mean, it comes up all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where conversations about knowing, knowing when to say, look, you need professional help is mm -hmm. so important, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. like, we as CCMs, as pastors, are not licensed, unless we are, right? <laughs> are not licensed therapists. And there are times when, like, there's a spiritual component that we can continue to be in partnership with you about and also here's the scope of what I can do mm -hmm. and this is beyond me and this is why it's so important for us as CCMs and care ministries to have connections with mental health experts, therapists, local entities that can help and that, so that we can partner with them to provide holistic care and and do no harm, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And to, in a sense, destigmatize. <clears throat> right. Uh, when sometimes your pastor encourages you in a very calming moment of spiritual care, mm -hmm. that hey, this there's even more, mm -hmm. and let's explore that mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Right. So that they don't feel alone in the exploration, but you know they can, mm -hmm. you can help them find those resources. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's important also for us to normalize, like, in my therapy session. Here's <laughs> sure. what I talked about, right? Yeah. I mean, clearly, obviously, confidentiality, mm -hmm. but also like, as leaders, mm -hmm. you know, when we seek help, to be transparent about that when it's healthy for us to do so, sure. and it's safe <clears throat> for us to do so. Mm -hmm then that that contributes to mm -hmm. destigmatizing mm -hmm. the need to get a therapist. And that's why I think these first two seasons, us sharing our story, us sharing 
additional stories in specific topics. We, you know, Mary and I talked about infertility. Laura and I talked about our divorces. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Monica, you talked about some of your, your childhood uh, wounds that you experienced. And, and Karen, you talked about loss. And, you know, Melissa, you talked and shared uh, about your family as well. And so mm-hmm. when we share that, it it opens the door, you know, to it opens the door so that other people can say, you know what, like if they've gone through this, you know, I, I know that it's going to be okay for me. I, I too can get help. I too can ask for help and I'm not alone in this. Um, that's, that's the power of community. Um, it sometimes validates their emotions that they're feeling. Yeah. And I think that's what most of us are looking for. I mean, I don't know whether it's recu- one of the things I've learned in recovery, um, I went to a recovery group because I have a son who was dealing with um, drug addiction. And so I went to try to figure out how to help him. But what I learned is how to help me. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, yeah. what, but the thing I remember thinking was when I walked in that room and sat with other parents and other loved ones of people who were dealing with similar situations, that I felt validated that my emotions were validated sure and all my yeah so I wasn't alone in this and I didn't have to explain it to Mm -hmm. them I didn't have to justify anything or feel bad you know all those things that your friends who haven't walked in that in those shoes don't understand Mm -hmm. and so for the first time I felt like I'm not alone Mm -hmm. and what I'm feeling is mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For you the felt, circumstance. You mm-hmm. felt seen. Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's really what mm-hmm. all of this is about. Yeah, sure. Whether, you know, whatever the topic is, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And what you're feeling is yeah. probably okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, but you're not always going to feel this way. Yeah. And there is a hope and a future and we can get through this. Right. So that's just what we're all looking for. Mm-hmm. And yep. sometimes we just need to connect with the person who's mm-hmm. been there and can be our cheerleader through that process yeah. with us. Yeah. Yeah. You matter to God. Mm-hmm. You matter to me. Mm. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I want to share a story because it, it goes along with this. Um, so earlier in the airport, <laughs> Laura and I were on the same flight from DFW to Kansas City. In, Kansas City, right? Is right. That, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're in Kansas. <laughs> Well, we're not actually in Kansas City. Right, so that's what I'm curious. And most people don't don't realize that Kansas City is mostly Missouri. Well, yeah, that's what's so confusing. They're in two states. Like, okay. Anyway. Take it up with the city manager. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Laura and I are in the same flight, and we get back, and we we get off the the flight, and we're, you know, waiting for others, and and I was waiting for my parents to fly in, and Monica to fly in, and she's like, let me just, you know, go to the bathroom, you know, get some water. And she's, like, holding my son and just, like, feeding him. And I felt seen of, like, this mom is tired. <laughs> you know, this boy just slept on me for the last hour. He was on me for the last hour and a half. And just to, like, not have him on me, to have a little bit of a break. Yeah. Like, that's that's the validation. That's mm-hmm, that scene, mm-hmm. you know, to be seen. And, yeah, yeah. And I know Laura enjoyed that as well. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but I think that's why we also have that key concept of evaluate, evaluate. Yeah. And I find myself, because of the training and, and the, you know, it's just constantly, constantly ingraining in it, even when you're, you know, participating in your CCM meetings monthly or bi-week, bi-monthly or whatever it is that you set it up in your congregation. 
But f for me, I think the evaluation part of it is such a big piece because mm -hmm. now, typically when I'm in a situation, I will ask the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to reveal to me what a need is around me. Ooh, you know, here's yes. my sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. what, what is a need? And I'm going to miss it if I'm looking for the big thing that I can mm -hmm. tag, see what I did to yeah. help. But if I'm allowing the space for grace to occur, mm -hmm. then I'm going to see Joy, mm -hmm. who I know your workload. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm in awe of what you and Melissa as young mothers can do to participate in this. But I also see your enthusiasm for it. And so, one, I pray for you often, which is <laughs> our, our first you. concept, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. pray first. And, yeah. and the pray other is to, to us that the Holy Spirit will reveal mm -hmm. those places of need. And here's the thing. If we're looking for the big needs, we're going to miss mm -hmm. the deepest grace experience we can have mm -hmm. um, to share with someone. It, it was that I knew... You you needed a potty break without a baby <laughs> hanging on your life, and you might have needed something to drink or eat. And how often do you get to walk away and trust that someone's going to care for your loved one and it's going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in that very moment, that was sacred moment for me Aww. because I was the one being blessed, Aww. holding Ryan and and realizing. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a journey you and I've been on. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't even know each other right. a year ago, right? Crazy. So, is this the first time y'all have met in person? Yes. 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 And, wow. and they met in an airport, ironically. Yes. Yes. I had no Today. idea. Today. I didn't yeah. know she was going to be on my flight. My no. flight. I was on her flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You recognized yeah. each other. Laura walked up to me. I said, and I was like, oh, my, my, looky yeah. here. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh. It was really beautiful. Yeah. But, but I just, I, that's why I get so excited about this model of care. Because it is about connection. Yeah. It's about relationships. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's about trusting your gut. But first and foremost, trusting the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. God, God's work is through these vessels. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because I have this great equipped or wisdom or, you know, whatever. It's, it's that I'm allowing myself to be an instrument for God's work to be done. Mm -hmm. And I can come in simple fashion, mm -hmm. in simple form, and mm -hmm. be who I am. I, I just read Richard Rohr. I just love oh, Richard mm -hmm. Rohr. And, oh and one of his devotions or one of his books I was reading, it says, you know, before we were human doings, we were human beings. And we forget that. And mm -hmm. the church has truly forgotten mm -hmm. that. We are all about being doers of, of the faith mm -hmm. to our detriment obviously mm -hmm. you know my kids look at all I do and say if that's what church life is all about I don't I want a part it. of that yeah. because it's just it's too much and so part of our training is is being able to say and learn you know wow no is biblical mm -hmm. and no is mm -hmm. a complete sentence yes. and no is has empowering for myself but for others mm -hmm. but just that we can come in in um, a form of being open and vulnerable and willing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that's the greatest I gift. love how I you just said that, Laura. I mean, you, you can tell you are really heading straight into a boundary training where you have got it all together. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you it's the part I hate. You don't need a script. <laughs> no, it is in a human being. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah.
Thanks for joining us. We had such a fun time recording this podcast, and we hope that you enjoyed listening to it. We hope that you'll join us for our national webinar, which is coming up October 22nd and 23rd. It's an online opportunity for your pastors and laity to be trained in congregational care ministry. You can find all of this on our website, thecaringcongregation.com. Be sure to uh, share this podcast, subscribe to our channel, and rate us. Leave Leave a comment as well. This boosts our views and gets the word out about congregational care ministry. Join us next week as we begin a brand new season. We're really excited about it. Until then, may God bless you and keep you.